And welcome to Crosstalk by CGM Radio. With me, as always, every week is Bob Siegel from The Bob Siegel Show, JP from JP's Political Matrix, Jim Barrier with Since You Asked, and this week, special guest, National Review contributor Mike Friedenberg joins the crew. Make sure to check us out online, cgmradio.com. If you have a question, email us, crosstalk at cgmradio.com, crosstalk at cgmradio.com. Okay, I'm sure we want to um, I'm sure we want to dive in and we want to jump in to basically everything we know up to this point surrounding the election. This is 2020, and so of course we could expect we, we shouldn't have expected for a couple of reasons it to be a very smooth night because number one, mm-hmm. it's 2020, but number two is I'm sure we'll get into the, we know that for months and months and months, they've been planning the very thing, the very things that have been happening in Michigan and Wisconsin in Pennsylvania and throughout the country where they're trying to harvest ballots and they're trying to cheat. But before we jump into all that, uh, gentlemen, well, first I want to say Mike Friedenberg, uh, thank you for joining us. It's it's great to have you with yeah. us. Well, it's an honor to be here and my pleasure. So uh, what I want to do is let's um, let's start off with just our initial impressions of the night. What, what are some, some big takeaways, big ideas, and then maybe we can uh, drill down into some more micro stuff. But what are, I guess, what are, what are some, some big thoughts and, and takeaways from the evening? Mike, we can uh, start with you. Well, once again, you know, we, we go into the election cycle. And um, in 2016, I was suspicious of the media narrative um, on Trump. And, that, and, that, and I was in a position to be able to look at some data from 2016, early election returns, absentee ballots versus 2012. And in particular in Florida and North Carolina, I could see that Trump was overperforming or outperforming Romney. And, and, and that was not coming across by anybody, not even Republican analysts, except for one guy, Jason Miller, I believe, eventually started coming out. And he's on the Trump campaign. He started coming out and talking about the analysis there, too, which I was happy. I was kind of frustrated. But, you know, even as I'm looking at it with the overwhelming media, you know, you know the media narrative that it was over, that Trump could not win, you just, and if you're reading and you're paying attention, it infects you. You try to avoid it, but it still infects you. It gets to you, you know? So, but that it does. So even though I knew my head that we could win in 2016, I was still saying, well, we got us, I got to see some data. So that was obviously I was very happy that the analysis was correct. And um, this time around the, the media narrative and just the relentless nature of it and just every facet, you know, I was joking with my wife, you know, tomorrow there's going to be a story on well today the story is how ferret lovers have moved away from donald trump tomorrow will be how you know hamster lovers don't like trump i mean every possible demographic you could think of was moving away from donald trump i mean it, it it was crazy and but then i'm looking at these polls here and i also by the way i gave a shout out to um richard barris pundit daily and the big data polls and he's a pollster and he he has some really good insights 
And that sort of um, allowed me to sit there and say, okay, well, what about this? And what about this? And it, it made me think that we were really seeing a massive media narrative that was not true. Then we began to see some of the other pollsters that were good last time around come out and, and confirm that, like Robert Cahaley from Trafalgar Group and Patrick mm -hmm. Basham from the um, Democracy Institute and um, Matthew Daly, I, the guy um, from Insider Advantage, that the guy there, he actually did some stuff. And and I, but still, I mean, the numbers were bigger. The narrative was even more oppressive. And you're thinking, how can this be true again? I mean, it's, and nobody, very few people were pressing back. In fact, even the conservative media was just, you know, was automatically deciding, yeah, here's how far Trump is behind. They wouldn't even qualify. They would just say, here's how far he is behind. You know, most of the media there. So going into the night, I'm going, well, I, you know, put it out there that I believe that these are fake polls. Hmm. And once again, they were fake polls. I mean, they were utterly, completely fake. There is no explanation. <clears throat> By the way, as I explained in the, on Bob's show, is the polls in 2016 were even wronger than they're admitting to right now. Hmm. Um, they were actually off by four or five points. They weren't off by a point or two points. They, they, they made all sorts of assumptions and they were lucky that they came in at three points instead of five or six, just because California came in so big that they hadn't expected that. And that helped them look better. But so we, the polls were completely off, 100%, I mean, really off. And, and I believe that they themselves, that there's not you, not me, no, nobody on the show, but there is probably some segment of the voting population out there that did not turn out to vote just thinking it was hopeless. They were suppression polls. And they decided to go with that. That's another thing. In 2016, I believe that they were so confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win that they took the, you know, the foot off the uh, brake or off the gas pedal on, on the suppression polling and decided to come back to be a little more reasonable, a little more respectable toward the end to make themselves look better. Okay, because they really believed that Hillary Clinton was going to win. This time, they were, they were not certain. They were still... They were still very concerned that Donald Trump could go back. So they just kept their foot on the gas all the way to the end with suppression polling. And I do believe that could have, that actually in some states, that could have made the difference, you know, with marginal voters. So that was, you know, they, they definitely um, affected mm -hmm. the election. Sure. You know, so I... that's, that's my initial thoughts is that, you know, that we, and then we get into, you know, Trump just, he did fabulously well in Florida to the degree I would have, you know, guessed that that would have um, translated over to, you know, very solid wins in the, mm -hmm. in the uh, Rust Belts as well, or certainly North Carolina not being that close. But, you know, for some reasons, you know, which we'll have to figure out, it hasn't. Um, but I also say that Trump, just to get to this point, that we have a close election right now is incredible. That Trump, Donald Trump managed to, he basically single-handedly just about pulled himself. I mean, he had a lot of help, but really, he, by force of will, he made this election competitive, given everything he's gone through for four and a half years, and every smear, every character assassination, every, you know, the, the big media censorship, the social media censorship. I mean, if, if they had covered the um, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandal fairly, that that would have he would have been easily won on election night. So all these things here, that's you know that's my initial thoughts is that 
Um, we're it, we're here to even talking about a chance to win the election because of Donald Trump and just his, sure. his almost super stamina. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, it, it's it's, in, it's incredible. It's incredible. <clears throat> yeah, no, he's he's doing a great job, Mike. I totally agree with you. In fact, I think they played their hand on these polls even even more so uh, all the way through uh, last night. In fact, what they did was, and what I saw was they, uh, everyone's picked up on it at this point, um, that they allowed for the states, uh, the polls would close. I know you guys caught the pattern, right? The polls would close, and within about 30 seconds, those states that were going for Biden, you know, the real tough ones, you know, California, New York, Washington, Oregon, they were called within 30 seconds for Biden. Even Arizona called exceptionally early. That's the big one right now that everybody's looking at. But they they right. took their they took their suppressive polling, <clears throat> carried it all the way through the election and had suppressive um uh, uh coverage at that point of the election returns in in how they manipulated their calling of a state for Biden or for Trump and the way that they would roll those out or slow roll. You know, any card players here, any poker players? And there's nothing worse than the guy who slow rolls to show whether he won or not. It's just etiquette is not good. You don't do that. Well, it's kind of like that. And and they should be they should be getting these numbers, crunching these numbers, giving the analytics. Great. I respect all of that. But when they withhold for the purpose of suppressing whether a, a poll, you know, a, a guys that are in line in California, I don't care who it is or where it is, they're still, you're trying to affect it in a negative way. And he's battled everything for four years. They've been trying to overturn that election as well. But they had four years to figure this one out. And they said, we're not going to mess up this time. We're going to have bags of ballots. Okay, guys. In fact, that 100,000 is going to be 100% for Biden. Don't worry. We got the Supreme Court. We've got the Attorney, the Secretary of State. We've got. Uh, the governor, we got it all. We're going to be okay, <clears throat> and that's exactly what's happening. I think in, in in Michigan, and we're we're seeing it before our very eyes. No, Pennsylvania, excuse me, Pennsylvania, I believe, is where they extended it out three days to take the counting. Plus, they have all of the Democrats in charge there, and unfortunately, Roberts went in and went and cited and said, uh, you you know, rather than 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 saying no, we can't change laws. He allows this to happen, and so it's just kind of gone the wrong way. But <clears throat> I have a theory, and I'm going to go ahead and share it during my initial thoughts right here. Do it. Okay. So with a, <clears throat> with a Christian worldview that I'm going to hand over real quick to this situation is this. Donald Trump and his family, they are a family of fighters for only and for such a time as now Donald Trump is in that office and in that seat. His family, they know nothing but winning. They are fighters, and they're going to fight. I heard that actually from Michael Berry in Houston today, that his family is a family of fighters. However, I believe that with the Christian worldview wrapped around this, that God has allowed this for such a time as now, not only to go back and work the indictments that are sitting there on a silver platter for this Russian hoax garbage, but also to shine the light on this moment and how they've been operating for years to once and for all clean up the voter fraud because this problem is a cancer within the system of a democracy like ours, a representative republic, where you can't have this going on. It just can't be. It can't. It is a cancer to the country. 
And I believe that there is going to be something happening. I, 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 I can only hope and pray that that's what's going on here is that we're going to look back and we're going to go after all that Russian hoax, cleaning up the swamp another four years. And I believe it can be really polished up nice and clean, shiny again. Well, that also includes this voter fraud issue that we're having to deal with because it's a big deal and they've got to track and trace and get the FBI involved. The ones that aren't swamp monsters and, and have this thing figured out and cleaned up and people should go to jail. This is just enough is enough. And I believe that's why he's there because he's not going to bow down like the bushes would or these weak rhinos like a uh, Mitt Romney type or McCain types that w God rest his soul. But that uh, that would absolutely just bow down and say, OK, take it and, and run. And, and this is how we get up in the podium and look political and be nice. And then I'll go lobby later and get a good job. No, he's going to fight just like he's fought for the last four years. So I guess that's my take. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Bob, you want to go next? Yeah, well, I have a lot of thoughts. Let me start by telling you what my thoughts are not, because I've heard these thoughts a lot and I'm real tired of hearing them. This is a time for the American people to come together. There's good things we can see here. There's gold nuggets to mine here. The American people gave the Senate back to the Republicans, but took the presidency for Trump because they want to see bipartisanship. And I see this all the time on Facebook. We get these claptrap, self-righteous, sanctimonious lectures from people who try to stand out of the fray that some of you are for Trump, some of you are not for Trump, but you need to stop the mudslinging. And there's two sides. And we need to reach across the aisle. And sometimes they spiritualize it and they do it in the name of Christianity and come together. And I think we are a generation, and I include saying a generation of evangelical Christians, where people need to get re-educated to the concept mm -hmm. that sometimes when two sides are against each other, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Our 2020 hindsight certainly says that about the Civil War. Should the pre-Civil War North abolitionists have come together with the South to find a way to compromise? Well, they did have some stupid compromises in those days that we look back and call them stupid. I'm sorry. I, I keep hearing about how Joe, Joe, I heard somebody today on Fox, Joe Biden's the kind of guy that'll reach across the aisle. Joe Biden's given a speech today. I want you to know I'm going to be the president of all the American people even the people that didn't vote for me. That's not the way he was talking just a few days ago when he called them a bunch of uh, buffoons or jerks or whatever it was he called them. This is chumps. a side that stands for infanticide. Whatever mm -hmm. your view of abortion, and to me abortion mm -hmm. is a fantasy anyway, this is literal infanticide that they stand for. That's not even talking about defunding the police, shredding the Constitution, communist government, even if, in, let's just say infanticide were the only issue, I'm sorry, I'm not reaching across the aisle. As for what actually happened, what bothers me is that this was so predictable. The minute we heard these governors come out months ago and say, we're going to do mail-in balloting for the sake of COVID, because we care about your safety. These are the same people that told the police to stand down while people are getting beaten up and shot and buildings are being burnt down. And then they have the gall to tell us that they're here for our safety. And I even heard one of the Democratic pundits come out back then months ago 
anybody who wants to go to the actual polls to vote is a murderer. All they cared about was COVID. No, what they were doing was setting this up. This time, they were expecting Trump to win. They didn't expect him to win last time. Like Mike said, they got caught off guard. This time, not only did they expect him to win, they knew he was going to win. They were planning on him winning. They were planning on stealing it. That's why these objective moderators at the debate would start out with, Mr. Trump, in the next election, are you going to be willing to concede? I mean, look at the way they ask him this question. I'm sorry, I thought we didn't have the election yet. And I'm thinking, oh, the way Hillary conceded, the way the Democratic right. Party the last four years still hasn't con- they they have the gall. They still haven't accepted the win of 2016. And they're asking the president, to continue. well, why are they doing it? Because they knew that by flooding in these ballots and doing the ballot harvesting. And I know people personally that have gotten more than one ballot in the mail, not to mention the fact that there's a judge that says you can't compare the signatures, not to mention the fact and it's not just going on in Pennsylvania, some of those other blue states states in the midwest they're not allowing people to go in and watch them compare the signatures it goes on and on and on and i am absolutely disgusted by this because i still believe in god and still believe in prayer and completely agree with jp that trump is a fighter that any other republican would have rolled over and played dead by now i'm willing to say we we don't know the outcome yet but mike mike you came on my show sunday You called it for Trump. Now, I can't prove anything, but when I look at everything they've done to this man since he was elected, Mm. from the Mueller investigation to to trying to talk the electors into changing their votes right after November of 2016, (laughs) the same people that are bragging that Hillary won the popular vote, and that's the real vote. Meanwhile, they go to the electors and say, well, you know, the the electors are a time-honored tradition from our forefathers, and you'll have my respect if you just ignore the vote of your state. And then we have Mueller investigation, impeachment, then it's impeachment didn't work, release the virus, and it's economies recovering from the virus, release the George Soros funded protest. I'm sorry, folks, and I say this all the time, I'm going to say it again. I know this sounds outrageous. It is outrageous. Something can be outrageous and still be true. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. We have the facts. We have documentation. We have emails. We have text messages. We have an FBI that knew exactly what was going on. <clears throat> anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just reach it, Bob. <laughs> you go, Bob. That's what I have to say. But this reach across the aisle stuff, and I'll say this as a Christian: there are some issues Mm-mm. we don't reach across the aisle about. Amen to that. And I'm not feeling good about the choice the American people made tonight because the choice they really truly made is a choice that's been denied them. Hmm. That it has. Well, they'll reach across. Their definition reaches across the aisle is is us walking over to them. (laughs) That's their choice. And bowing bowing before them. They're not going to compromise on anything. Right, no. No, Jim, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I went to bed last night feeling pretty good. I was looking at things, and I thought, okay, this is going in a good direction. Um, And I thought, well, he's going to win this thing. And I woke up this morning and um, just about threw up. Uh, You know, uh, the whole thing, you know, I don't know how much truth there is to the 138,000 ballots. You guys read those stories and, uh, you know, these magic 
boxes full of ballots appear and every single one of them is for Biden. No, that's true that story kind of though. And, and that's true. And, and you know, and that happened here in, in Texas years ago, there was a guy named Lucky Linden. You might remember LBJ. And before he was president or vice president, he won a local election the same way he lost. And then magically boxes full of ballots appeared and they were all marked for Johnson, and he earned the, the nickname Lucky Linden uh, because of that. And there's nothing new about that, but at this level and at this stage in our country's uh, destiny, it just, uh, it, I tell you, it, it, it really, really upset me. Um, now, when we last talked, I was a little skeptical. You guys, you know, remember I was saying, I'm not, I'm not sure he can pull it off. And it's because of all of these things, the things you're talking about. I, and Bob Siegel knows this. Uh, I've been saying, I've actually been saying it for decades on judgment day, media goes first. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, buddy. And I, th- <laughs> I think it's going to be a while. They got a lot they to have account manipulated, for. <laughs> they, they've manipulated the American people that they've manipulated this election, just as you guys have documented I'm quite upset. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to sort it out. I don't know if they'll be able to do anything in the courts. Um, and, you know, this is something my oldest daughter called me just a little while ago before the, we came on. And her youngest son, uh, he's not even out of high school. And he's really upset, you know. And which it was kind of surprising to me because he's of that generation and, and a lot of his peers and everything. He lived, they live in Colorado, which uh, I think Biden won. And uh, he's concerned about what this means for his future. And I, I told my daughter, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of elections and this is the first time that I have retracted from my my stand that uh, I've always said not one person as a president is going to take this country down and not one person as a president is going to save Mm -hmm. this country. I am concerned now what will happen with four years of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi uh, and and all of that. And here's the word I'm going to use, guys. This is my biggest in the big picture. Okay. And and normally I wax prophetic and pastoral and I get all spiritual with you, but I'm going to tell you, uh, lurking in that is this word, globalization. Yeah. We are going to move at breakneck pace under a Biden administration toward globalization. He's going mm-hmm. to go back into all of those things that Trump got us out of. Yep. He's going to line up with people that really are our enemies, and we will move headlong into a world economy, uh, a world community, we will have to give in to what all of those other nations say. And my biggest fear for my grandchildren is that they're not going to grow up in the United States of America. They're going to grow up in a globalized community uh, that does not subscribe to the things that I grew up believing in as an American, that's yeah. my reaction. Well, and, well, and what I what I have to say in my initial mm. thoughts, Jim, actually piggybacks on that quite a bit. So 
We all are completely aware of the threat of socialism and communism on this country. Literally, like two days before the election, Kamala Harris puts out that cartoon, which basically says, hey guys, I'm a communist, vote for me. And But even obviously before that, with the Bernie Sanders and the Cortezes and the mm-hmm. uh, Ilhan Omars and, and so forth, I mean, this really is a group of, they, they don't love our country, they hate our country, right. they hate mm-hmm. us, they hate everything we stand for, they hate freedom, and they crave, uh, like men in the Lord of the Rings, more than anything, they crave power. And so... One of the things that I was looking for in this election was, because I I believed Trump was going to win. I still believe he can. Uh, I still believe that God has this, right? So we can can talk about, and uh, and to those listening who want us to get into that, we're going to get into that, uh, just scenarios for Trump's win. I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying he still can. But one of the things I was going to look at is, does Trump win in a, in a, in a, large way, in a very, very, very big way, in a landslide kind of way, and in such a landslide kind of way that maybe our country is having second thoughts about uh, playing fiddle with the devil when it comes to socialism. Because socialism is, it, it is, it is, it is dark, it is destructive, it, it's the ultimate steal, kill, and destroy, like the thief comes to do in, in John 10.10. 10. And what I saw in this election was, yeah, we are. We're happy. We're happy to, to mess around with socialism. We're happy to, to come very mm. close to the edge of the cliff. That as a, as a country, there is an unbelievably enormous percentage that do not give a rat's behind about liberty, about freedom. Freedom is not on the on the agenda of the left, and there is a a disturbingly large part of the country that doesn't care about freedom and see that as one of the top, if not the top priorities. Because for me, I'm not a one-issue voter. I think the reason that we have abortion right now is because, I mean, you could say there's probably many things. One of the reasons why we have abortion right now is because judges were put into place that do not believe in our Constitution. And who are the people that did that? The, the president did, the presidents did that, and somehow magically found abortion in the four, a right to abortion in the 14th Amendment. So that's, that's what I'm seeing. What I'm hoping and what I'm praying for is that God will give us a, another four-year reprieve. That somehow through this, mm-hmm. God gives us a four-year reprieve, mm-hmm. and that we prepare like heck for when a, a, a so because likely mm-hmm. we see how it goes. It's eight years here, eight years with the R, eight years with the D, eight years with the R, eight years with the D. So if we can get four more years to truly prepare, and we can, mm-hmm. and we can, um, and then we can be ready for when most likely the D would come. Now at the same time, it's always possible that God could send a revival uh, between now and then. And, uh, and truly change things. But I'm just saying, from what I'm seeing, there has not been that shift in the country. We've got to change our, our education. It, it's just, you've got to change the educational system. I mean, it's just... So that, that's, that was the big takeaway for me, was that we really are... Uh, there's way too many of us that freedom's not on the agenda. Free stuff. Uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Take away all my liberties. But freedom, it's freedom itself. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's happening with the youth, but 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 what's also happening with the youth, and it's not to their, 
it's not their fault. They have been indoctrinated. Had they been, Indeed. you know, that's why that's why he's come along. What did he just sign the night uh, the 1776 uh, commission? Yeah, commission uh, to go against the 1916 project. Is 1619. Yeah. 1619. Yep, yep, yep. Flip those around. You yeah. got it. Well, <laughs> either way, he was going. He's going against the indoctrination of our children all the way through 16 years of schooling. Right, it goes right up through college, and they are doing just that. And that's the dilemma. They've had their minds changed or or washed or or with these uh, parents who have have pulled away and handed the responsibility over to the schools to raise their kids. And they've, you know, uh, give them given them the philosophies of the the liberal left, the far left, the, yeah. the the socialism and and what that means. And and they 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 wrap it up in a nice package um, oh, well, don't you believe that we should care for these people? And they wrap it up and they say things and then they, they, they say it in such a way. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's a battle. And that yeah. is why, and you just said it, Ryan, you just said that, that, you know, we need four more years. You're absolutely right. Because he just signed that in to, uh, as an executive order saying, we're going to start teaching patriotism again. And there's nothing wrong with that. Good grief. The Chinese, you know, they laughed when, um, COVID-19, when, when President Trump got COVID-19, they laughed. How do I know that? Because my, my wife teaches the kids online and, and they absolutely laughed. They, ah, Trump has COVID, ha. Ah. Well, because they're brainwashed into that. Yeah. They, they think he's the big mean orange man. And they've been taught that through their media, right? Their communist media, their, their state controlled media. And it's just, a big, big problem. We're battling it right now. That's why it's such a battle between good and evil. And we're in the midst of it. And, yeah. you know, we're, but, yeah. but Donald Trump is absolutely through those kind of executive orders and those kind of things is pursuing a fix. He's not a rhino. I love what he's doing, but we need this four more years. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe this scares people. Maybe it makes them wake up, but, or maybe we go into that for four years and we really wake up. I don't know. I don't think there's a, you know, I, you know, I'm with Jim. It's a, it's a dangerous because you're gonna, it's gonna be harder to come back from where they want to take us to. There's a history of people going into that who come out of it. Exactly. Yep, you're right. So, this is the popcorn portion of the show where everybody yeah. just jump in. Yeah, just <laughs> pop in. You can piggyback <laughs> off of that, or you can you can start a uh, new. Bring, I've... bring something else. So, do, do um. Uh, what about a path to victory? Mike, you're our numbers guy. You're the computer guy. You're the numbers guy. You're on Bob's show. You've done all the analysis and that kind of stuff. I'm sure you've been doing some analyzing today. Mike, do you uh, do you see what what would be the, the best option for Trump, you think, at this point? Well, um, unless they can show some significant voter irregularity with Wisconsin, I don't think that's a good bet, but if they can, then it's worth recounting. But just simply to recount when there's that kind of margin, you're not going to get it. I mean, you have to be able to show something there. And I know that there was that that dump late at night, you know, and there was also a dump late at night in Michigan, and they look very suspicious. But until we can really definitively show that, you know, we're just going to have to be suspicious on it. Uh, Michigan always looked a little. Michigan always looked a little bit rough. Because the, the the big blue counties, the big urban areas, you know, and I, I ran the numbers this morning when I woke up <laughs> and I was looking county by county, 
And you just, with the smaller counties, you just cannot, you can't um, beat those big counties, assuming that they have all those votes out there. So there, there may have been been fraud there, and there may be fraud going on right now. There might have been fraud, you know, even leading up to leading up to the election. You know that that we got to show that. So the best path, the one that I think that, you know, the White House is talking about, and the uh, I guess Steve Stempian, the um, campaign manager, is um, Arizona plus Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania looks like it'd be very difficult. They're trying, but it's very difficult to cause that to go their way. And so I think we've got an excellent chance of holding Pennsylvania. I will have to take the White House's word on what they're saying. However, I did look and the numbers are there. It's interesting. Um, The um, Secretary of State, spokesperson of the Secretary of State, um, Arizona registrar voters, did say that they have about 600,000 outstanding ballots. So that's confirmed. That's not wishful thinking. Um, but campaigns, by the way, do get into wishful thinking sometimes when you hit these things. Um, I was trying to see if that was there. And then there's the other aspect that there's articles, um, the Arizona Republic um, newspaper that talk about, you know, a week out or less than a week out, how the Democrats had been really dominant in the early voting. You know, and that's traditionally been the um, strength of the Republicans in Arizona's early voting. And then there's another article saying, wow, at the last minute, Republicans passed up the Democrats at the very last minute. Oh, so if wow. you put those two articles together, you you end up with the scenario that Steve Stepien, uh, the White House is saying, he's basically saying that the last minute surge and the way they count the ballots, those ballots coming in would have been overwhelmingly Republican. Hey, Mike, Mike, which is the premise. So that so you and basically saying and I, I ran the numbers on it and looking where they are right now. You know, if you if you have 58 percent of those ballots, so 600,000 ballots are Republican, then you eke out a few thousand vote win, given the numbers where they are right now. And if you go to like 60 percent, then you're pretty good. You're like 25, 30,000, like 30,000 plus vote win. You get really get Those numbers right. change pretty right. quickly. So that's. To me, that seems to be the best scenario. And then maybe Nevada. I mean, I don't, there's not really enough data out there to say Nevada, but, you know, hey, it's still, it's still in play, at least. It's still in right. play. And that would also do it. I mean, the scenario I woke up with this morning, I'm sitting there at, you know, 530 in the morning, and I was really pulling down the files, looking at every county, you know, prorating votes to see what happens, to see if Trump could maybe pull <laughs> ahead. And, and without the knowledge of these absentee ballots, I came to the very horrible conclusion that Trump was looking at 268 votes, votes, and Biden was sitting at 270. And if Trump had won more, one more vote, if he had won the, um, the um, Congressional District 2 in um, Maine, no. Maine yeah. he would have been 269 to 269. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Off we go to Pelosi's house. <laughs> I mean, but that's not a good scenario. I mean, yeah, that's losing so I was very happy when my wife called me and said, hey, Rush Limbaugh's talking about something. And then um, then I started looking into it and I say, so I think it's, I don't think it's just wishful thinking, but, you know, you're, I'd rather be just looking at a win. Let's put it this what, way. What do you, you think, know? What do you think about <laughs> 200? Oh. No, no, I just you mentioned, Mike, you mentioned uh, leading up to the election and the fraud. And so um, I 
I heard something that was very interesting that what they were doing in Arizona. So a recount, believe it or not, would expose a lot of this. And, uh, you know, what are you talking about? Well, here's what I'm talking about. The uh, when you go to the uh, election site and you sign in, they, you know, Republican, Democrat. OK, great. They were handing literally they were handing out to the Republicans Sharpies. Now, I don't know if you know how those scantrons work, but the Sharpie and the ballpoint pen reflect differently. The Sharpies do not work. Unbelievable. And they were handing those out. This is true story in Arizona. Now, it wouldn't be hard to go back and find those ballots. But by the way, the Republicans being, you know, the nice people that we are, right? We obey the rules. We don't go in and stink it up. We just go outside and start handing out ballpoint pens. They called the cops on them. Okay. Okay. So, needless to say, it wouldn't be difficult to go into Arizona, pull up every one of those ballots, look at them and pull every Sharpie ballot out and say, we got to do this manually because these don't read. And therefore it'd be real easy to see. And let me give a, just a real quick uh, anecdotal evidence to everything that we've experienced up to this point. Donald Trump at the top of the ballot. We know as president that drives an election down ballot benefit from who's running up top. We know in Texas, they pulled off where we used to be able just to go, Republican, boink, mm -hmm. click, enter, done, have a great day. I voted sticker on our way back to work. Simple. No longer. We have to go down ballot. So here's what the, the, the pollsters and everybody want us to believe, that Donald Trump has a record turnout across the country. And people went in and voted. And here's the evidence. Nancy Pelosi and the pollsters said we're going to win and gain 12 to 15 plus seats in the house so far if i'm not you guys can correct me up to this moment i'm not sure what the absolute up-to-date number is but the, the the republicans haven't lost one seat in the house and i believe they've won seven flipped seven and have another 11 on the on the hook that may flip i i don't know the number Okay, five, sorry. Five was left, but it could be seven. Okay, I'd no, no, I think you may be right. Maybe it was five, but then there were like another 11 that were hot, hotly contested. But the point was not one yeah. had fallen. Not one Republican House seat had fallen. But yet Pelosi said 12 to 15 more or more are going to flip. We've lost none. How, now, here, here's what we have to be told. Here's what has to go. Here, here's what we have to accept for that to be the case. That Republicans went into the polling booth they skipped over or they voted for Joe Biden, then went down the ballot and went Republican, 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 and all these House seats won. But Donald Trump lost. That makes no sense whatsoever. No. None. No. None. It's anecdotal. No, no. I get it. But there's something fishy going on when that happens. Just saying. That's a lot to swallow. The fishiest thing was why is it that in so many of these blue states where Trump was ahead— it's not that they said we've got to count the ballots through the night so we mm -hmm. may not be able to report till tomorrow morning, which is what we've always heard before. It was, oh, we've, we've all just by an incredible coincidence decided to stop counting the ballots. And then in the morning, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Boxes of boxes of Biden's boxes of ballots. ballots. I mean, Biden's boxes of ballots. <laughs> It's a, it, it, but, but what's crazy is wouldn't you at least throw 30% towards, you know, Trump, but no, a hundred percent 
that they found yeah. were for Biden. Yeah. I mean, how guys, yeah. if you're going to cheat, come on. It, it, Here's the it, problem. The thing JP. Is, is people were, were watching this and I mean, the, 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 it looks very suspicious, but you, for example, let's say you just separated the ballots out for ease, for their ease of counting at the very beginning. Then you'd have a bunch of Biden ballots. You'd have a bunch of Trump ballots. I mean, that's what they're saying, but I, I do believe that I do believe that it was very suspicious that they shut down the counting all at the same time. And I would have put it past them to be doing anything they can to stuff the ballots. I also though, have got to think that we have a lot of people watching this closely. If we don't, then we were just idiots. I mean, we've known that this is coming for a long time. And I don't think that the people that Trump is working with are dumb. So we do have people right now, for example, Mike, we've had polls watching the ballots closely like a hawk, at least in Arizona. I mean, I know that they're there now. We have people, observers, watching those no. ballots being counted. Good. We've had we're observers that were not allowed to go into places. We've been told what? that that's, there are observers who were not allowed to go in and check. That's true. That was Michigan, right? And, yeah. and, and that the Trump campaign has sued over that. There was something like 120,000 ballots that were counted without observers being able to watch. It's just it's crazy. I mean, that that just shows you that you're you're not a very liberal you're very illiberal let's put it that way that's what i can say that you have no yeah so i do think it, it's 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 plausible it's a plausible path um i mean it it, it makes sense and and they say i mean they have access to the voter files so they're watching that they're closely watching that so they could have said you know the day before they could say hey here's how many republicans have not voted that have absentee ballots and we know that they came in and we know that there's they could they could they could actually be pretty good at guesstimating how many what percent of those ballots are republican so it's, it's very plausible i mean that i think that's our best path and the other one was would require as i said something showing up let's say in wisconsin my wife's from wisconsin and um i was just there a couple of weeks ago and it was like trump country yeah and but you know there's parts apparently that aren't well um mike in, in 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 Wisconsin, okay, they had. Uh, I'm going to use some false numbers here, but I'm going to use. Uh, just bear with me because the the numbers are real and they're out there. Let's say there's three hundred thousand registered voters, but three hundred and ninety five thousand voted. That's what they. That's not true, actually. Well, I, I checked into that. You sure? Okay, I, I can check into it. Okay, I did. I, I actually pulled up the. I have them in a spreadsheet right here. How many voters voted? You heard that story, okay? All right, I had yeah, heard that, that story. story. I did, but I, I heard. It, I thought, wow, that would be. I mean, I, I was Probably. I was grasping for everything I could find. I, could <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's why. I'm, um, I mean, that's to be just be honest, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. No. And I looked at that one, and it's it's it is not true, unfortunately. Okay. Um. A gym. A gym. Were you want? Whatever. To... I mean, I guess that's kind of a. A sad way to look at things unfortunately but yeah hey because yeah, there's it was but in my state of mind i would have thought yeah i mean it's so there's like four point something there's three million six hundred and eighty four thousand um registered voters i believe i can look at the numbers here but i did look at it okay um, hey guys i did i did obtain yeah. one thing had Joe Biden conceded last night, I got a copy of the transcript of his concession speech. Oh, you, oh, you did! Wow, Here it is. You have Come access, on, man. That was going to be it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's weird, Bob, uh, guys, because I... that was his acceptance speech, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Jim. I've got a problem. I will proudly serve you as your U.S. Senator for the next six years. I've got a, I've got a problem, though, with... Episode from the Twilight Zone. With, with uh, these things, the corruption, and I believe there's corruption uh, with... Uh, ballot tampering and all of the things that we're talking about here here's here's my problem guys we had all of the you know for four years we've had corruption we've had hoaxes we've had scandals mm. uh you know we had this whole thing that the the uh hunter biden laptop um uh, that that should be big news okay you can go all the way back to benghazi okay mm. there have been some atrocious things who's on our side to expose this stuff guys who is there that's going to blow the whistle who's to shine the light on it uh i i'm afraid it, it'll just get swept under the carpet i i don't know who who there is uh on a human level that's our ally that's going to bring the truth to light. Um, I, I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer here, but I've just, I mean, history has taught me trust no one <laughs> in government, you know? Well, including and, and, the Republicans with Benghazi and all the way up to what Bill Barr yeah. says. The American people want to move on. Let's, for the sake of bipartisan, that's why I'm so tired of this bipartisanship talk. Yeah. Because it's but, but never so real bipartisanship. It's Republicans, you do what the Democrats want. That'll be yeah, bipartisan. That's show. bipartisan. What, so what what recourse do we have? Who do we call on? Um, and this brings me back to what I've been saying to you, Bob, for years. Uh, and and Ryan, you mentioned it briefly. Um, it, if there's not a spiritual awakening that brings people to a point of facing the truth, no matter how painful it is, uh, to repenting. No matter what it costs, uh, I don't. I don't see any hope on a human level right now. I, I, you know, we've had too many years of corruption just getting swept under the rug, and people getting away with things, and people who have, uh, you know, you got the Soroses and people. You have people with billions of dollars uh, that make things happen. We're up against a huge foe, and and so, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be able to do anything. You know. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm sorry yeah. for sounding so 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 negative, but I'm just I'm I'm a bit discouraged, and I'm just being honest with you guys. Well, I did know, and I appreciate that. I do have one hopeful thought about Trump, and that is when you go back and look at the last four years of everything they've thrown at him, and I listed them all. I won't list them again, and how every time it looks like he's had it, he rises out of the ashes like mm. a phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And he he may just rise again this and that is the pattern I see with him. I don't credit him. I mean, obviously, the guy's to be admired. He has stamina. I credit God as having put his hand on him. And I know there's a lot of debate. Is he a Christian? Is he not a Christian? But either way, either way, I credit God as having put his hand on him and using him. And I also look at the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that is exactly the pattern we see for almost every single person in the Bible that God used. He calls them to something for a while. It looks like it's going to completely fall apart. 
Joseph is given a vision that someday his brothers are going to bow down to him. His brothers get their own vision. They see him naked and bleeding and lying in a pit and sold into slavery. And yet it happened. He was made second in command of all of Egypt. Moses is rejected by his own people. He goes off to the wilderness, comes back 40 years later. Obvious one, New Testament, Christ is crucified. The disciples are devastated. And as the old saying goes, after Friday, Sunday's coming. King David's told that he's going to be king, but there's already a king. Saul, he lives in the caves. You can go on and on and on. You can barely find a Bible hero of which this pattern of adversity and God calling them and then rising to the challenge and then falling apart and then they rise up again. So I'm not making a prediction, but this could still happen again to Trump because every time they've called it for Trump and this is it, including the fact that he just got the coronavirus and then went out and did more campaigns than he'd ever done. It's <laughs> amazing. With more stamina well, than he ever had. And look at how the guy keeps bouncing back. He could bounce back from this. So my hope is in God and, and, and with that pattern. I'm well, going to tie a bunch of things together here, Bob. So if somehow Arizona turns and Trump winds up getting Arizona, would a phoenix arise out of Arizona? <laughs> as, as I said Most the likely. word phoenix, I was avoiding the pun. I'm glad my good friend Jim Barrier recovered That's it. That's what I'm here for you, Bob. Well, no, I... There's a good example of something falling and then rising again. The pun rose uh, from Jim Barrier. Well, Jim, I just want to encourage you again. And if I was there in person, I'd give you a big hug. But I want you to know that there's something we can all hang our hat on. And yes, I mean, from the very beginning, when he came down the escalator, this whole thing has been, if you look back with the machine that Hillary was, it's a miracle. This whole thing has kind of been a miracle. It's a miracle because Donald Trump could have been anything. He could have been a Trojan horse, yeah. uh, you know, which people thought he was. They didn't know what they were doing. He came out now with the second term, uh, uh, you know, this, this election with a record. And he was proven com commodity at this point. And he had won over, oh, my goodness, the, the, the percentages of the black vote, the Hispanic vote. Everything had come his way. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the rallies. Let me tell you something. This guy understands anecdotal evidence and it's all around us everywhere and for the uh sleepy joe to have three people show up at a car rally drive by doot, doot, and that's about it and then you know thirty thousand or 95 miles worth of of folks running on their spare time down a highway that that's the difference here it's amazing but uh the point is that guys you've got to keep your chin up because number one donald trump is still in the white house and he's not going yeah. anywhere there's no way he's going to be taken down by a lie that's why for such a time as now he's there with his family who are fighters and winners and they're there they're not going to lay over lay over they've got their team of, of lawyers they've got unlimited funds they've got the ability to fight and he's still president until january so i'll tell you what he's still even then he still could be but i'm telling you that he's there to fight and we're gonna this is part of cleaning up the swamp and it has to be a part of shining the light on the roaches as they scatter but they are not in power as of right now things are still in order and we have not fallen to a uh, a socialist marxist regime at this point so 
You know, we've got to we've got to hang our hat on that Good. because he's not yeah. going to walk out of that building. Good. He is not going to walk out of there. No, he's not. There's going to be. And listen, the thing is be, that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to just mention that if if they're thinking this last week, last few weeks of these massive rallies, these spontaneous demonstrations, they do scare the left because they do know that he is really he's beloved. People do really love this guy. That's real. And yeah. And that and that's that's the kind of base of support that gives him, you know, you're talking about in the White House there, the fact that he knows that this movement is out there behind him gives him, you know, gives him a firm base to be in that that in that White House just saying, Hey, we're not gonna let a lie push me out of the White House. But if the if, if people had abandoned him, they probably could have pushed him out of the White House, but they haven't abandoned he, him. He has a mandate. They have not. That's right. He has a mandate. And it was stronger this election than before. the The turnout was not because of it's, Joe Biden. That turnout was. I did just run this, this, those numbers just because I looked at it and I said, "Okay, there's more registered voters than there are voters in Wisconsin." So that was not true. But then I when I just ran the the numbers and I got to tell you, um, I should have looked at this earlier. Um, you're going to hear it revealed live. It's not hardly deep analysis. But unless I'm just suddenly making stupid errors, the voter turnout in Wisconsin was 89%. What? Okay. Now, I got to tell you, that that makes me wonder about yeah. something. I mean, that makes me wonder. That makes me wonder if that maybe that 100,000, whatever, that big bump that happened in the night, maybe distributed. Uh, 89% is insane. I don't yeah. know anybody that I never you know, have to go back. I, well, I, unless, I, like, again, like you said, unless you're counting demon possessed people more than once, you never. I'm, I'm going to go look at that because that to me that just seems 89%. Maybe that maybe maybe Wisconsin has a history of that, but I I don't think they did. Mike, you're a numbers guy, so, so you're saying that that is an awful high turnout for Wisconsin. That is a, a high <laughs> turnout. Oh yeah, which would tie in. Yeah, is really high. I mean, we, we, yeah. we hit historical highs, um, 64, 65%. Um, you know, now, I mean, 64, 65% for um, Obama. And Obama, you know, he was, right. you know, like him, yeah. love him or hate him or whatever. He was, he had, he had some charisma. People, you know, I mean, not for me, but apparently he did. Right. And that was, yeah, that, know, no, that was an energetic campaign that was a lot of energy a lot of the first black president kind of thing going on lots of things in the mix there agreed and, and, and but a lot what of people well, well to be clear forum, just, you know, right but to clarify though what you're what because i think people might misunderstand this you're not saying of the register of of everyone as far as a a, a registered voter you're not what you're saying is that the number of to be 90% of all registered voters or 89% of all registered voters to turn out and actually vote is a very high number. That's what you're saying. That is a, that is an extremely high number. And I'm, I and I, I guess I, I didn't notice it before. I just said, okay, cause I, I honestly, I'm sort of an anti-conspiracy theory guy. That's, I mean, sort of my natural predisposition is to sit there and say, I don't like to go down that path unless I, forced to but sometimes you do and i and i'm actually believe that it's very plausible if not probable that there's been well we know for example heritage foundation maintains a database of voter fraud and voter tampering it has 
thousands of wow. examples in it. So, I mean, usually they're, you know, one-offs, but, you know, if you think about it, how hard it is to catch. If you catch one person doing it or one group of people doing it, that's probably symbolic. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, how, what percentage of drunk drivers are caught, you know, on the freeway when they drive down the freeway, you know, when they kill when driven once. <laughs> That probably meant that you drove drunk probably 50 times. Right. You know, if you get caught once. Well, so, there's nothing I mean, about yeah. deep state and the Dems and the rhinos and all that's been happening to Trump these last four years, which suggests that the fix was not in before this election even took place. I just no, think it's no so incredibly obvious. I can't prove how the vote tally really was and who was real voter, who wasn't. But I. I just think it's one of those things where we'd have to be awfully naive to believe that this w was not a fix. That yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at. Well, I agree and you, maybe Bob. and maybe the story in with in Wisconsin, uh, uh, Mike, was that there 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 was a dump, and now all of a sudden you've got a, an 89 percent turnout rate that that absolutely is something's fishy going on, and that maybe is what they. Yeah, were I mean, that should about. be a reason right there to investigate. Well, 89 percent I mean, voter. I, I, Said, I, I just did this real time on Very and I get off here. I'm going to just, just double check because I, I was using the November 1 registered voter file from the you know, Secretary of State Wisconsin and, and you know came out 3.6 something million and then I'm looking at 3.3 million votes Whoa. and I just simply divided in there I mean which is like I know, I, I, know, I know how to do that kind of stuff that's pretty and 89% is insane I mean I think they're they're a pretty responsible group of people out what? in Wisconsin but what? But you, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I don't know. 89% is, but, is but, really, I, but it, I could but, be wrong. I'll, I'll have to go back and look. Maybe I've missed the fact that Wisconsin always turns out above 80%, but I don't look, think they, so. They've been documenting voter fraud for years. There's been whole books written about it. The only difference is that Donald Trump is somebody who's willing to do something about it. But anecdotally, how bad it's been. I live in California. I don't believe we've had an honest election here in decades. They, yeah, true. They, they shamelessly give driver's licenses to illegal aliens. And then they tell them mm. that they don't even have to show a driver's license when they vote anyway. I mean, this is this is crazy. It's just that the Republicans up to now have been always rolling over and playing dead. No, they Trump they, won't. They, 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 so this is not that new, except for the fact that Trump has threatened them so much that it was probably a much wider, broader canvassing effort. It could well, have been. And it, it is sad to I me. Mean, I was hoping that Republicans would learn something from Donald Trump, and I'm not sure that they have because there's a couple things, couple things that have been driving I consider the left's insane hatred of Donald Trump and the establishment's hatred of Donald Trump. You know, the elites hate. hate let's put it away. The elites' hatred of Donald Trump. Right. One is when Donald Trump came on the scene, the left had established the standards for public discourse and what you're allowed to say and how you're supposed to say it. They dominated. Nobody was challenging it. The people from National Review weren't challenging it. None of the conservative people, they basically knew that if you said certain words in a public situation, you would be crushed and destroyed if you were politically incorrect. And everybody was kowtowing to it. And it was not, it was, it was established by the left. And along comes Donald Trump. And he just violates their peach standards their, yep. the, for public discourse in the public square. He just blows them out of the it's water beautiful and man. he just keeps doing it. And that, and that was it. That is a massive threat. Being able to keep that, uh -huh. that control of public discourse was huge to the left and to mainly to the left, I guess, but the establishment and he blew that out. So that's one of the reasons I think people don't talk about that they hate his guts and they need to, to take them out. The other area, which is kind of obvious, but I think maybe some people don't, realize how big it is, 
is his challenge to globalization and trade. You guys talked about it mm. because there was people that have made billions and billions of dollars shipping our factories and our jobs overseas. They've just become filthy rich doing it. And he's now he's now he's been threatening them. And so you look at the money that Biden was rolling in, just the Wall Street money, mm -hmm. the business money, the corporate money. A lot of that is because they, they want to get back to business as usual with China. That's what they want. Mm. And Trump won't put up with it. But Biden will. Of course, he's he's a creature of the of the Chinese. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. And I do believe the stories. Yeah, I, believe, I mean, I believe it. The evidence is there overwhelmingly. Yeah, that's not a conspiracy. So that's, <laughs> you don't have to believe in conspiracies conspiracy. for that one, Mike. No. Yeah, one, one more thing about Wisconsin, because you mentioned uh, that that's a super high turnout. Okay, 89%. And I would like to say anecdotally one more time that Joe Biden would not be the conduit by which, or the catalyst, I should say, by which those people were that motivated to come out at almost 90% voter turnout for an election in Wisconsin. And then it went for Biden. I disagree. If it was a 90% turnout, it, it, there's it no is, way, no, I think it, it, no way it went for Joe Biden. I think there's some problems. Hey, Biden couldn't even locate Wisconsin on a map. Well, but don't underestimate what's been happened. You were, you know, we were talking about, you know, just how the American people, it's disappointing that they didn't uniformly rise up and toss the bums out, you know, the socialist bums, but we're, we're pretty split right now on that. I mean, we're you know, close to right down the middle. But I'm going to also submit that there's a lot of people because, you know, you have to be proactively looking for information that's not tainted, that's not biased. If you just get your information without being really discerning, you're going to be end up being propagandized. Yeah. You're going yep. to end up being indoctrinated. You're going to be, in, that's you know, exactly right. and so there's a lot of people that literally really believe that Donald Trump is a racist. To the degree that they, yeah. they knew that he was better for them economically, but they, they looked at their consciousness and their hearts and said, you know what, even if I'm going to take a pay cut, I've got to get rid of this racist guy. They believed it. Mm. There's people that believe that he mishandled the corona. I mean, I, I'll say this. I, I believe he handled the coronavirus as well as any president could have and would have at this point in time. Not mm. perfectly, but nobody would have done any better. But his, his, his speech discipline was not very good. In that whole the whole the whole subject i mean when he sat down for eight hours with woodward yeah I mean, I don't that, know why he did that that was a nightmare that's that's a rookie mistake you don't do that with somebody like that agreed that, multiple times so he's multiple made, hours but but the actual actions mm. you they nobody would have done any better i mean i could sit there after the fact and point out some things but nobody would have done any better i think you're right so and i just think that there's the result, a lot of yeah. the, 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 we're going back to the media control out there and maybe and the education under control there's people that really um are there was a lot of motivation to vote against donald trump so there wasn't just all voter fraud there's it was very close there was almost as many people that disliked donald trump as there were the people that were supporting that's true that's true Mike, but and, the democrats do their own internal polling and if they weren't expecting Trump to win, I don't think they would have come up with this idea about the mail-in polls and, and used COVID as an excuse. Now that's just oh, no, 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 no they, pollster. They that's saw, just my opinion as, as somebody just they, looking at human. COVID, the COVID was their only, if they didn't have COVID-19, they didn't have a chance to be done. Well, that's my point. And, and they, so to use yeah. COVID 
to, to come out as an excuse to not vote in person and put so many yeah. uh, which gives them like a license to have all these fraudulent ballots, which maybe they would have gotten more objection to if we didn't have so many judges oh, and Republicans they did, oh, they did that. themselves. Who wants to be the, the one that makes a ruling that causes somebody to die because of COVID? They had everybody frightened out of their gourd. And they shamelessly admitted many times that they were going to use COVID to advance their agenda. So I agree. There's a lot of people who legitimately voted against Trump and there was enthusiasm against Trump. I totally agree with that. That was certainly a part of it. But I think there was a large other part of it as well. Just my opinion. Yeah, no, and there's there's some proportion of those. They're both they're both true. Let's put it that way. They're both true. Yeah. They're, and you know, uh, they're, they're got, guys were we're running uh, kind of out of time here, but... You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's, it's amazing how quick it goes. I, I remember when I was on Bob's radio show, those segments go yeah. like... Oh. They, they seem like they last like five seconds. Exactly. Uh, but before we get into our kind of final thought section, we round this out. Mike, I wanted to ask you real quick. Right now, Georgia and North Carolina are officially not called. Um, when you look at the numbers on, on those two states... How are you feeling about Georgia and North Carolina? I believe they're going Trump. I mean, that's been my that's when I did my when I did my analysis this morning. I looked at the numbers, and I believe that they're going Donald um, Donald Trump. I mean, and I, I Georgia and North Carolina Trump. Okay. Um, and they've already called called it for Tom Tillis in North Carolina. So oh, okay. I don't know why they're not calling it for Trump. To be honest. Yeah. Um, there's, there's... And then Georgia. Trump. See, I am more because of a conspiracy right, well, yeah, theorist. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, I do know. What am I <laughs> yeah. saying? I just, yeah. you're right, Bob. You got me. So you were a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Mike. Conspiracy Welcome aboard. Uh, realityist. <laughs> yes, to some degree. I think we can all be that way. So that I, I say I say that. So I say it's Pennsylvania and Arizona. And that's the, the, the best route. But you know, now that I'm looking at this whole Wisconsin thing, now when I get out of here, I'm gonna go, you know, get done with the show. Well, so have I'm to... gonna go take a look and say Hey, did I just somehow make a mistake here? But 89% is, yeah. um, anyway. The crazy. birthing of a new conspiracy theorist, Mike Friedenberg, and you heard it first on our show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be on Coast to Coast <laughs> no. AM before long. Woo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll If listen. you want to reach me north of the Rockies, call me at 800. <laughs> you want to reach me southwest, 10 That's... miles to the east. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That makes me laugh. <laughs> Oh God! So, Mike, before we get into the, the the final thoughts section, how can people, if they want to follow you online or anything like that, how can they uh, well, keep up I mean, with you? It's simply my Facebook page is called A Closer Look, and um, I post, you know, I post my analysis there all the time. And you know, some of my posts, you know, take me four or five hours to put together. So it's usually there's some decent content there at times. Sometimes, you know, it's less than that. But wow. A closer look, and I do post my my analysis there. I've been doing a lot on COVID nineteen as well, and coronavirus, and I mean I've read th many many papers on that, so I have some definite thoughts on that sure, too. Sure, sure. So it's just fit like facebook.com slash a closer look would be the if you if you go to Facebook and you look up a closer look or okay. you look up my name Mike Fredenberg, okay. you'll find it. Okay, excellent, excellent. All right, guys. Well, let, let's uh, let's That's wrap. Best way to call. Let's wrap this up. Um, any any final thoughts? Uh, whoever would like to go first, and we'll give Mike we'll give Mike the last word since he's our special guest. Um, whoever wants to jump in, just final thoughts as we wrap this up. I'll go. Uh, go. You know, I've been kind of negative tonight. 
uh, I'm not giving up and you guys have encouraged me and uh, I will hold on until as Yogi said, it ain't over till it's over. And um, I haven't seen a fat lady even <clears throat> enter the room, much less start singing. But I will say this worst case scenario, if we lose this, and I think it's interesting. We've all been saying we, I feel like it's me and Donald against the world. If we lose this election, I'm going to remind myself that he placed three Supreme Court justices on the bench. Amen. And that's, that's right. a legacy that's right. that will last a long time. God bless him. Yeah. Amen. My final thought again, God is still on his throne. I, I don't think it's over yet. If he does lose on paper, I will not believe he really lost. I wouldn't have said that in 2016. 2016. I knew he was going to say it was rigged no matter what. And I was only voting for him as the lesser of two evils anyway. This time I was voting for him as one of the greatest presidents we've ever had, if not the greatest. And it will be said, but he's not going away. Uh, we will have a groundswell movement that will make the Tea Party during Obama's era look like nothing. So there is, there is hope. I'd feel a little happier about it if I was enjoying it from Texas than beautiful southern california Come on but down. There, there, there's hope either way that's right well and i speaking of texas speaking of the south uh speaking of the civil war speaking of uh, you know part of me part of me wonders at, at some at some point maybe this is i wasn't really planning on this to be my final thought but i was triggered by what bob just said i was thinking about this earlier that if you know let's say there is a a biden win which essentially is a harris presidency and she is yeah. to the left of uh, commie revolutionary Bernie Sanders, who who loves uh, and is praised of Venezuela and uh, Cuba. And I, I believe he was even um, uh, working with the Sandinistas down in, in Nic Nicaragua, the communist Sandinistas. He was in favor of them, honeymooned in the USSR. This this woman is to the left of this man. And, and so if she's going to come in, and she's going to just put in all of her hard left policies and and strip away our constitutional freedoms. I think it's time for the South to secede. And and if you look at the map, um, we, we seem to be pretty in agreement. Uh, but this time, perhaps this time, obviously, for a good reason. The previous time for slavery was, of course, a terrible reason. But um, at, at some at some point. There, there's going to be, like to, to Bob's point, there's going to be a tipping point when patriots of this country know, go, yeah. no, I can That's speak right. my mind. No, I can go to church. No, mm -hmm. I can preach the gospel. No, I can, um, I can be my own individual. And that's the big difference between uh, communism and our constitutional republic is individualism, individual freedom. The individual is valued. We are not just one amongst a, a collective masses of people, like Reagan said in his 64 time for choosing speech that he just uh, talking about this commentator that referred to the masses of people. And he's like, we don't, we don't refer to our people as just the masses, you know, the untamed masses. Um, and so, uh, so that's, so if, if, if she were to win, then it, there is. I think there's going to be such. Uh, I don't think there's going to have to be a secession necessarily, but there's going to be. I think such such an uprising, uh, and especially if we hold the Senate, we'll have some power there. 
there's going to be such an uprising as we could see something pretty beautiful in 2024, like a Don Jr. or something like that. I think Don Jr. will be president one day. Not sure when, but I do think he will one day. And I, that's a whole other show. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so it's it's there's going to be there's going to be a you know a reckoning, and um, and we're not going to put up with it. We're simply not going to put up with it. And and that being said, I still think to to Mike's point, I still think. We've got a path to the presidency, not just a path, but a, but a good path, a good shot. And we should pray, pray, pray. Let me tell you something. Earlier today, I was feeling the spiritual warfare. It was crazy. I've never in my life literally felt spiritual warfare before. I've been a Christian 22 years, and I'm very careful about saying that kind of stuff. You know, God told me this and this and whatever. I'm very, I'm very careful with that. And I try to preface it, well, I feel like God told me or something like that. Dude, this was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. So I think we we keep praying, keep interceding, uh, keep the faith, and um, and uh, let's pray that God God sees yeah. us through. I agree, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, g- great point, and I do agree with you on secession. I think that we're not going to put up with put up with it if it no. completely. Guys, if we go Marxist, we go socialist, we go communist, we go big government. This is it. We're going to take every you know seventy cents of every dollar. Let me tell you, we're out of here. We've got everything we need here in Texas, and and guys, I'll, I'll uh, we have yep. chain migration in Texas. So I'll be sure as friends, yeah. <laughs> you guys are all welcome, <laughs> except for you, Jim. You're Bob, already here. Bob and Mike can. Bob and Mike will get you way. in here. Don't worry, bring your whole family. All right, we'll chain you in. But uh, uh, my hey, bottom. If I'm there in the next yep. few months, do I also get the egg roll and the decoder ring and the entire? You get it all. You get it all. Everything's bigger here in Texas, by the way. But with the sweet I'll, and sour sauce. I'll end with this: is that. I do do want to put uh, faith in what I do believe is God's appointment for Trump to be in that office for such a time as now to expose this nasty underbelly of, of the swamp of Washington, D.C. and what's going on in these other states as well. And all of these people that are mocking God and mocking our system and mocking our country and mocking the blessings that we stick our nose up to and just take it for granted. This is not for granted. There's been a lot of sacrifice that's brought this country to where we are today. And I don't think it needs to continue to be mocked. So I think Donald Trump and his family, and I do mean that because, I mean, he's got his two sons and his daughters. And these are these people are intellectual. They understand business and they have lawyered up and they are going to be a strong. Why do we have to concede just because they're screaming, crying these babies over on the left? Why do we have to concede to them? No, no, you concede to us. We're in the office. We have the momentum. And like, uh, you know, Mike said it when he's got these people, they are there are there's a mandate with Donald Trump right now. There's a mandate and he feels it and he knows it. He didn't go to those rallies and walk away without a mandate, an underlying uh, signal that you are doing the right things. It just affirmed him and everything he's done. And exactly, Jim, we're excited about those three uh, Supreme Court justices, but there's going to be two or three more. I believe he's got things ahead of him, yeah. maybe, you know, that, that we don't even know yet, but he's got to get through this hurdle. And I do believe that's all this is because he's still there. And these things don't get these electorals don't come through till December. I believe that that th- this is going to maybe be a, a little bit of a road to hoe, but he's in the office. They've got to peel him out of there. That's our saving grace is that there is fraud. We got to prove it. We got to get it down. Got to get it handled. I don't know how you rectify this. Maybe Amy Coney Barrett. I don't know. But he's there right now. This is happening. And I hope he's there to clean it up ultimately. So. And don't forget, even if they'd have 
called the election for him last night in every state, the Democrats would still be screaming that he didn't really win. Of course they would. So they were going to do that anyway. So we may as well fight. If he goes and challenges this in the courts and for some reason gets a good ruling from the Supreme Court, the narrative will be that he stole the election. But that was going to be the narrative anyway, anyway, no matter what happened. And that's what our Republicans need to remember to keep their spine and wits about them. Yep. Uh, Mike, uh, our special guest, National Review contributor, Mike Friedenberg. Uh, end us off. What's your, uh, what, are your, what are your final thoughts as we head well, into this, you know, I, this crazy time? This morning when I was looking at the day and I thought there was no way, not, not a password for Donald Trump to win, I was thinking, obviously, of the horrible blow that was to the country. But then the other thing that actually came first is just to think of how awful it was that a guy that has worked harder, I believe, than any other president Mm -hmm. in our history. I mean, I really can't think of anybody to keep his promises to do what he said he was going to do. That has really been an excellent president. Middle East peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you'll go down the list and and for him not to be reelected and to have somebody like a Biden being put in there. It's just Mm. It's grotesque. Mm-hmm. And my heart went out to him. And I have to say, um, the problem not with this guy is going to be at a rally saying, I love you. That's not my style. But I do have tremendous affection for our president at this point. I do that too. has grown. It's only grown when I've just seen how hard he's fought for us. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to be praying for him and his family too. Mm-hmm. And I do all the time because, that's right. I mean, obviously that's, they're in danger at any given time. So mm. anyway, just... Just prayers for the president, yep. and um, we still have a path forward. Yep. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Crosstalk. Thanks again to Mike Fredenberg, National Review contributor. Follow him online on Facebook. Uh, just look up A Closer Look. You can find him there. Also, Bob Siegel from The Bob Siegel Show. JP, JP's Political Matrix. Jim Barrier from Since You Asked. I'm Ryan Holland, host of World News Brief. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Check us out online, cgmradio.com, cgmradio.com. Email us, crosstalk at cgmradio.com. We'll see you next time.